Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. There is no like our God. is a great and mighty God. Worship Him. Magnify His name. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a great and mighty God. Thank you, blessed Father. We exalt you, Lord. We magnify your name. Thank you, ancient of days. Thank you, rock of ages. We magnify your name. Thank you, thank you. Be exalted forever. Be exalted, Lord. Be exalted, Lord. Be exalted forever, Lord. Be exalted. Be magnified. Be magnified. Open our heart to receive the sacred scripture this morning. Open our heart and fill it with understanding. Open our heart and fill it with understanding to the glory of your name, Most High God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Praise God. Today, we are going to continue from where we stopped. In this series, we are be looking at the message titled, Focus on Jesus. Praise God. Focus on Jesus. Because that is all that the church is about. And that is all that you and I need to know. Alright, praise God. So, we are required in this epistle to focus on Jesus and on Jesus alone. Praise God. Now, turn with me to John chapter 3. We'll start reading from verse 13 through 16. It says, John chapter 3 from verse 13, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man, that is Jesus. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life or everlasting life as some translation may say. Now I want to look at that verse 14 again. It said, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Praise God. Now let's turn again to Numbers chapter 23. I'm trying to reestablish where we started from the other time. So I want to go through the scripture again, line by line to establish to you what we are going to be looking at today. Praise God. Now, turn with me to Numbers, Numbers chapter 21. I'm going to read verse 9. Numbers chapter 21, verse 9. And I'm going to read using the Amplified Bible. Right? Numbers chapter 21, verse 9. And Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. And if a serpent had beaten any man, when he looked to the serpent of bronze, attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. Right? With what? With attention. With what? Expectancy. With a steady and absorbing gaze. So as long as the eyes of the people were fixed on the bronze that was hanged, on the tree, okay, that was hung on the pole, their healing were restored, okay, their heads were what? Restored. Praise God. So now Jesus showed to us in John chapter 3, in verse 14, he said that um, 
serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Of course, he was talking about his cross, okay? He was talking about his death on the cross, all right? So, now that cross is what I want to take us back to. That cross is what I want to focus our attention on, okay? That we, again, start looking at the one who have died on the cross, okay? That we start focusing again on the one who died for the church, who is the head of the church. Remember, in our last episode, I told you that we are what the body of Christ, and Christ is the head of the church, just the way the husband is the head of the wife. Praise God. So, and we look at different aspects of the scripture. We look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 through 23, from verse 1 through 23, we look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, all right? We also look at verse 2 and all other scriptures from Galatians and uh, the book of Acts, okay? Apostle Paul said, when we came uh, preaching the message of Christ to you, we didn't come preaching ourselves, all right? We didn't speak from human wisdom. We preach Christ and him be what? Crucified. That is all we would told you. We didn't come to preach ourselves just the way we have it today. We came to come and preach Christ to you. All right? That he died and what? Resurrected. All we preached to you was how Jesus Christ was portrayed publicly as what? <clears throat> as a ridicule, as a shame for you and I. Praise God. And he said, for the message of the cross is... It's a foolish uh, message to those of the world, all right? The natural man, those with the godless human nature, all right? It makes no sense to them. But for us who believe it is the power of God to save, okay? It is the power of God to save in our life. And it is the power of God at work within us. Praise God. So Jesus Christ was lifted up. And uh, I want you to turn with me into Revelation. Of course, you know, all the prophecies in the Bible, they all pointed to our Lord Jesus Christ. Every prophecy that was spoken from the Old Testament, all of them, the Old Testament were all talking about Jesus Christ. Now, turn with me to Revelation chapter 19. Revelation 19, verse 10. <clears throat> Revelation chapter, chapter 19, verse 10. It said, Then I... Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brother, and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Now, this is the last part I want you to look at now. Worship God for test for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay? For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, I want us to read that same chapter with the same verse using the Living Bible, right? Let's make use of the Living Bible. Let's see what the Living Bible have to say. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, all right? Let's look at it here. It said, Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said, No, don't, for I am a servant of God. Now, talking about the angel of God now. For I am a servant of God, just as you are, and as your brother, and as your brother Christians 
are who testify of their faith in Jesus. That's a testimony of Jesus. Worship God. That is, don't worship me, worship God. I'm your fellow servant. The purpose of all prophecy and of all I have shown you is to tell about Jesus. Right? All that I've come to reveal to you through this revelation that came from Jesus Christ is to tell you all about Jesus. All the entire revelation was pointing to Jesus. Okay? All the entire revelation was pointing to Jesus. All the prophecies starting from Genesis, they were all pointing to what? To Jesus. Okay? <clears throat> they were all pointing to our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of what? Prophecy. Right? The testimony of Jesus, the prophecy, all the, the scripture was fulfilled in this one Christ. All right? All the prophecies were realized in Christ alone. I so much like the way the uh, Amplified Bible portrayed that particular um, verse of Revelation chapter 19. Now let's make do with uh, the Amplified. Look at what the Amplified have to say here. I would like to read from Amplified too. Praise God. Revelation chapter 19. Let's look at um, verse 10 using the Amplified Bible, right? Then I fair portrait, <clears throat> then I fair portrait at his feet to worship, that is to pay divine honors to him. But he restrained me and said, Refrain, you must not do that. I am only another servant with you and your brethren who have accepted and hold the testimony that is born by Jesus. Worship God for the substance as the essence of the truth revealed by Jesus is the spirit of all prophecy. All right? The vital bread. That spirit of all prophecy refers to what? The vital bread. The inspiration of all inspired preaching and interpretation of the divine will and purpose, including both mine and yours. So, <clears throat> everything that the believers we ever get from God, they are all imputed in Christ. They are all available in our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, for the substance, the essence of the truth revealed by Jesus is the spirit of all prophecy. And what, what does that mean? That is the vital bread. The scripture was bread to re reveal Jesus, right? The inspiration of all inspired preaching, all the preaching result from that name. An interpretation of the divine will, <clears throat> they all come from there. And purpose, including both what have to do with us and that of the angels, they were all achieved and they were all realized in that particular name, in that one name, that is the name of Jesus. Now, if you turn with me now, turn with me to Genesis, just to point some um, certain uh, prophecy that went ahead of Jesus before he was manifested in human form on earth. Now, turn with me to Genesis chapter 3, okay? Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Let me show you something there. This was the fall of man, okay? Genesis chapter 15, all right? Let me, let me start from verse 14. The Lord said to the serpent, 
because you have done this, cost are, cost are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the feed. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and our offspring. Alright? He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. But I'm looking for the word we said seed. Alright? I'm looking for that expression seed. That is what I'm looking for. So that offspring there. It's not what I really want to show to you. The word seed, that is what I want to show to you. Of course, your spring also refers to the seed. But I want to um, read from the King James Version, Genesis chapter 3, looking at verse um, 15. All right. I want to use the King James Version, the new King James Version. It says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. All right. You see, the, the, the second seed there is, is a capital letter. It's talking about Jesus Christ. And he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heels. All right. It was referring to what Jesus Christ has been what. Um, has been the, the 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 opposition of the devil all right okay that is going to the the the, the is going to what uh, is going to react against all the works of the devil all right so the seed of the woman they was talking about it refers to what jesus christ okay the, that is why from time the devil the, the has been the accuser of the brethren you see he has always tried to portray um all that he can do to just make us a cut off completely from from god praise god because he does not always speak well about our god before us and he does not also speak well for us before the father the bible call him the accuser all right of the brethren and he's a liar he has been the father of all liars praise god that is to show to you that was the very first place it was it was revealed in the bible Right, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed. All right, it's a small letter. All right, the seed that the devil have seed. All right, the, the, the courts, the the the, <coughs> the the fallen angels. All right, the sons of disobedience that is in this world today, they are the seed of the devil. Those who are not uh, who have not surrendered to the gospel, they are the seed of the serpent. All right, they are the seed of the devil and has seed talking about Jesus Christ. He shall bruise your head. All right. The church today is uh, is in opposition. All right, against every works of darkness, against every works of the devil, and you shall what bruise his heels. All right, praise God, and you shall what bruise his heels. It's just like the statement that Jesus Christ made in the book of John, chapter sixteen. He said. Um, you are Peter. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not what prevail. And sin is the root of all the deaths that we experience in the world today. And it came from where? From the hand of the devil. Praise God. When man disobeyed and flaunted the, the, the rule that he gave to man, man became what? Subjected to what? Eternal and physical what? Death. Praise God. That was the first place there. So I want you to know that the second seed there, that is in capital letter, the, 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 the offspring there, referred to what? Jesus Christ. You see, starting from Genesis. Now turn with me to Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter, 
Praise God. I hope you are following me. Now turn with me to Genesis chapter 21. Let's look at verse 12. Right? Genesis chapter 21 verse 12. I will show you where Christ is revealed again in that place. Alright? Verse 12. Look at verse 12 now. But God said to Abraham, Be not displeased because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you. For true Isaac shall your for true Isaac shall your offspring. Alright? That offspring there represents what? The seed. Alright? Your seed shall be named. Alright? Shall be what? Named. Now let's go back to the New King James Version. I'm alternating between the two. Alright? I'm alternating between the two. Praise God. Now turn with me again to um, chapter 21 verse 12 of the book of Genesis. Verse 12. Now look at what it says. Or let's back a little. Right? Um, let's back a little to verse 10. And she said to Abraham, Get um, get right of the get right of the of that slave woman. Praise God. Uh, therefore, she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. Right now, verse eleven, and the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. Now, verse twelve. But God said to Abraham, "Do not let it dis, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bond woman." Right? Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her, for in Isaac. Your seed shall be what? Your, your seed shall be called. Right? Your, your seed shall be called. Now let's move to verse 18. Right? Let's move to verse 18. <clears throat> Praise God. Praise God. Is it verse 18 now? Is it verse 18? Okay. Move with me to chapter 26, 26 verse 4, right? Chapter 26 verse 4, chapter 26 verse 4, okay? I'm just looking for the word seed, and I will make, chapter 26 verse 4 of Genesis, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed that's your seed there is not talking about the seed of um, isaac right he's not talking about the physical seed of isaac or talking about the uh, physical seed the children of abraham right he was speaking concerning jesus christ Okay, we are speaking concerning Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. 
Now the promise that was made to Abraham was not to his seed. All right, I will show you that in a moment in the book of Galatians, right? I will show you, point that to you. So everything that was going on in the Bible, the Bible started from the one, um, started speaking about, referred to what? Jesus, right? Refer to Jesus. There was no alternative to that. The, all the scriptures were pointing at what? Jesus. For the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of what? Prophecy. And we are examining that now. All the inspiration that ever came, they came as a result of what? Jesus Christ. Right? They came as a result of Jesus Christ. They came from Jesus Christ. They came from Jesus Christ alone. Now turn with me to um, turn with me to Genesis chapter twenty-two, verse eighteen. Genesis. Let's start from um, verse sixteen. Genesis twenty-two from verse sixteen. Genesis twenty-two from verse sixteen. And said, "By myself I have sworn," says the Lord, "because you have done this thing." And I have not withheld your son, your only son. All right? Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because you have what? You have obeyed me. Right? Because you have obeyed me. You have obeyed me in this matter. Okay? You have obeyed me. So, everything you see across the pages of the Bible is referring to what? Jesus Christ. Everything you see there is pointing to Jesus Christ alone. Everything you see there is pointing to Jesus Christ. No one else. So that is why we have to start giving Jesus Christ the place where he belongs in the church. Though we have taken the cross, we have kicked him out of the church, but we have to go back to the cross and focus on the one that is in the cross. Now, turn with me to Galatians. Right? Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Let's start from verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the cause of the law by becoming a cause for us. For it is written, cause is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Praise God. Through Christ Jesus. I'm reading from the NIV. Christ redeemed us from verse 13 now. Christ redeemed us from the cause of the law by becoming a cause for us, for it is written, Cause is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles, that's those who do not believe, all right? Through Christ Jesus, that is you and I, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit, all right? Let me start reading with the New King James Version from verse 15. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, as the covenant made with Abraham, no one annuls all 
adds to it. Okay. Now look at verse uh, verse sixteen. Right now, to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He does not say, and to his seed. So he was not referring to Isaac and Jacob. Right? He was referring to Christ. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to his seed, as of many. All right? But as of one. And to your seed, and to what? And to your seed, who is what? Christ. That is the part I want to show, you, to show to you. So you see how Genesis started? It started with what? Christ Jesus. Praise God. Now, uh, turn with me, if you would, to the book of Second Samuel. Turn with me to Second Samuel chapter 7. We'll start reading from verse 12. I want to show you another place where Jesus Christ was portrayed again. Now, I can't go through all the entire Bible, but I will, <clears throat> I, will, uh, I will show you some of the parts of um, the prophecy that went ahead of Jesus, all right? I can't go through all the prophecies now, but I want to show you that spirit of prophecy that is everywhere across the page, the, across the pages of the Bible, okay? Second Samuel, now let's look at Second Samuel. Another place where Jesus Christ was portrayed again. Second Samuel chapter 12. Let's start looking, reading from verse um, let's start reading from verse 12. Second Samuel chapter 7 from verse 12. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, now talk, um, talking about uh, King David, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body and I will establish his kingdom right I will establish what his kingdom now let me go back because I'm looking for the word seed okay I'm looking for that word seed now let's read from the King James um, the King James the New King James translation, right? I want to show that seed again to you there. Second Samuel chapter 7 from verse 12. Okay. Um, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you. This seed here is not talking about Solomon. Alright? I will set up your seed after you. Who will come from your body. And I will establish his kingdom. Of course, you know that the, uh, Jesus Christ came through the lineage of what? Of Jesse. Through Judah and through David. Alright? What are come from your body. So, so if you are not careful to interpret this, you will be thinking it's Solomon. So he's not talking about Solomon here. He shall build a house for my name. All right? And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. You agree with me? The kingdom of Solomon didn't last forever. So he wasn't talking about Solomon here. All right? After the death and resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ, 70 years later, the temple of Solomon was destroyed. So that is not the kingdom he's talking about. 
Praise God. He was talking about, look at that verse 13 again. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Of course, you know the Bible said, God does not, uh, God does not inhabit, he does not live in the house that is built by what? By human hand. Praise God. The true house that God lives in is in us, we, our body. That is where God lives in. Praise God. Not in the temple that is made with wood, wood that is made with human hand. The Bible told us that. Now look at verse 14. I will be his father. Praise God. I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the son of men. Praise God. You see here, we're talking about Jesus Christ again. Right? I will establish his throne. I will establish his kingdom forever. So that part of the scripture, most people... Uh, normally interpreted to refer to um, Solomon. So it's not Solomon. It's talking about Jesus Christ. Praise God. So now turn with me to turn with me to Leviticus chapter 16. I'm going to take um, a long reading there. Maybe I may just uh, jump here and there. Leviticus chapter 16. Praise God. Leviticus chapter 16. Let's start from verse 1, right? Let's start from verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way, Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from, from the head for a sin offering <clears throat> and a ram for a burnt offering. Of course, they were all manner of offering with the children of Israel. He shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen under garment on his body. And he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments he shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats, right? Two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a bond offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for and shall make atonement for himself and for his house right then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting and Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats one lot for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel praise God <clears throat> that is uh, talking about the children of Israel and Aaron shall present the goat on which the Lord fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which Lord fell for, Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it shall be sent away into the wilderness. Praise God. Now, permit me to read that verse from verse 9 to verse that I read in the New King James Version, right? 
the new King James Version so that it will, it will be clear enough to understand. Leviticus chapter 16. I want to also show you Jesus Christ in those sacrifices and those atonement that they made. Now look at it. And Aaron shall bring the goats on which the Lord, the Lord, Lord's fell, and offer it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the Lord, <coughs> but the goat on which the Lord fell to be the scapegoat, you see that word then, shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and to let it go as the scapegoat into the wilderness. Now verse 11, And Aaron shall bring the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull as the sin offering, which is for, which is for himself. Praise God. Now if you look at that word they used here in verse 16, talking about scapegoat, all the, the, the sin that was laid upon the, the scapegoat that was sent into the wilderness simply represents Jesus Christ, was a type of Christ. You remember, Christ died outside the camp. Just the same way the goat was sent into the wilderness, outside the camp to die. Alright? The same way Christ Jesus, all the sin were, were also laid. You see that scapegoat there is what I want to show to you. That scapegoat there represent, was a type of Christ. Represented Christ. Do you see now? Christ was in those offerings. Christ was in those atonement. Christ was also in those uh, sanctification and also in those sacrifices under the law of uh, Moses. You see that scapegoat there, just the way he bear the sin of the people, the same way Jesus Christ also bear the sin of the whole world when he died on the cross. So that is to also show you a type. These were type and shadow of what is to come. Praise God. Now look at, um, look at Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah 31. I want to read from the New King James Version again. Jeremiah 31 verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15. You see Christ again portrayed there. Thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Now, let me quickly take you to Matthew. Of course, you will remember when um, there was a time the wise men came from the east when Jesus was um, newly giving birth to, right, in Bethlehem of Judah. And when these men were coming, the first of all branch, the place of Herod, to make some salutation. And thereafter, went straight to Bethlehem of Judah, to the major where Jesus Christ was giving birth to. And of course, they had some discussion in the process of salutation they had with um, King Herod. And Herod said, when you have seen the king, do well to bring me what um, information about him. Though those men didn't come back again because God warned them not to come back again. Why? Because Herod was having bad intention for that baby Jesus to kill him. Praise God. And of course, you know how the story ended. When Herod, Herod waited for them for some days, he didn't see them. 
he sent his men to go and kill all the baby two years under, right? He killed them. Now, that word there, that prophecy there, talking about <coughs> the, the, the children of uh, Rachel, I want to show you where it is represented here. It simply had to do with all the baby that was under two years old that was killed. Those were the baby, those were the children of Rachel he was referring to. Right, praise God. Those were the children of Rachel the Bible was talking about. Because Herod waited for them. And when those people refused to come, King Herod was so angry and had to send and had to send them his men to destroy those newborn babies. Now let's start from Matthew chapter two. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his light when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod heard the, heard the, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And assembled all the chief priests and stripes of the people he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judah, for so it is written by the prophets. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. <clears throat> right? Then, verse 7, Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And when he sent them to Bethlehem, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Of course, you know that was a lie. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it um, rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with the great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in dream not to return to error, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. You see, he said, Out of Egypt I have called my word, I have called, uh, I have called Jacob. If you don't also understand that prophecy, you'll be thinking he's talking about Jacob. He was talking about Jesus Christ there too. You see, all the prophecies there in the Bible, they are all pointing to Jesus Christ. And flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about <clears throat> to search for the child to destroy him. 
And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Aaron. This was to fulfill what the prophet had spoken. Sorry, this was to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I've called my son. Praise God. Out of Egypt I've called, I've called my son. Praise God. Now look at verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophets. Praise God. What was spoken by the prophets, Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, which I've read to you before, weeping and loud lamentation. Rachel, weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they are no more. You see, that part was also referring to Jesus Christ. You see that Jesus Christ is everywhere. Now let's, now we have been able to look at him from the prophets. Now let's also look at, okay, we'll look at Isaiah too. Okay, we'll look at Isaiah. Uh, but quickly, let's look at the Psalms. Praise God. Look at Psalm, let's look at Psalm chapter 2. Let's start from Psalm chapter 2. You see that Jesus Christ is everywhere. So I'm going to reveal it from the law, okay? Reveal him from what? The Psalms. Then reveal him from where? The prophets, okay? Praise God. I hope you are following. So this is what? The testimony of Jesus Christ, the spirit of what? Prophecy. Everything about Christ, the prophecy is what is being revealed here. Is what I'm showing to you in the scripture. Praise God. Psalm chapter um, Psalm chapter 2. Praise God. And let's read from verse. Let's read from verse 1. Psalm chapter 2. Why do the nation rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves. And the ruler and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. That anointed there represents what Jesus Christ. Saying, Let us bust their bonds apart and cast away their cause from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in direction. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying. As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. Talking about Jesus Christ. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today, I have begotten you. Of course, you know that was also re repeated again in the book of Hebrews. Praise God. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O king, be wise. Praise God. Be learned, be warned, O rulers of earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the storm, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his rod is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. That was pointing to Jesus Christ. Now, let's look at Psalm. One one ten, right? Psalm one hundred and ten. 
Psalm 110. Now let's read from verse 1. The Lord says, says to my, my Lord, that Jesus Christ, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter, rule in the midst of your enemies. Of course, Christ prevails in the midst of his enemies, before all rulers, before all kings. Right? Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power in holy garments from the womb of the morning. The dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of what? Melchizedek. Of course, Christ came in the order of Melchizedek. It is recorded in um, Hebrew chapter 7, Hebrew chapter 8, and Hebrew chapter 9 as well. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute judgment among the nation, filling them with corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He, he will drink from the brook by the way. Therefore, he will lift his head. Praise God. You see, I was also referring to Jesus Christ. Now let's look at Psalm 14. Right? Psalm chapter 14. Praise God. Verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me off from the pits of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not, does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord, my God. Your wondrous, you have multiplied, O Lord, my God. Your wondrous deeds and your thoughts was us. Nor can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Now look at verses. In sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted. You see? In sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Bond offering and sin offering, you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the scroll of the book it is written of me. Praise God. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the gladness of or have told the gladness of deliverance. That's the good news. I preach the, the good news. In the great congregation, behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. Now, this was also referring to Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, let's go once again to Isaiah. Let me show you Jesus Christ there again in the book of Jeremiah. Sorry, in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah. You can see that Jesus Christ is everywhere. The prophecies were all pointing to him. Isaiah chapter 8, let's look at verse 18. 
Praise God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of true what? Prophecy. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs and portents in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Zion. Now let's look at Isaiah 53. <clears throat> that scripture was pointed to Jesus Christ. Of course, he won the victory for us. Now this was the suffering of Christ in the cross. Suffering of, the suffering of Christ on the cross. Now look at what the Bible says now. Isaiah 53 from verse 1. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the harm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant. That's talking about Jesus. And like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. And no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows. And acquitted with grief. And as one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised. And we esteem him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, beaten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. He said, All we like sheep have gone astray. Of course, all the disciples forsook him. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is laid to the slaughter, and like a sheep that, and like a sheep that before its sharer is silent, so he opened not his Mouth. You see, he went through all of this, talking about the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, turn with me again to Isaiah chapter 9. I read verse 6 through 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. Okay? For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And look at verse 7. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of host we do this praise god so you can see jesus christ is everywhere now isaiah chapter isaiah chapter 53 was fulfilled there in matthew chapter turn with me to matthew chapter 8 verse 17 you see that word here now fulfilled here in 
Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of true prophecy. Now let's start from verse 16. As, as Matthew chapter 8. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Now look at verse 17. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illness and bore our diseases. Quoting Isaiah chapter 53. Praise God. Now let's look at the epistle of Peter. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. We have the same account recorded there again. Praise God. Hope you are following me. Praise God. Let's take it from verse 21. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Now look at verse 22. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was revealed, he did not revel in return. When he suffered, he did not hasten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Now look at verse 24. He himself bore our sicknesses in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Praise God. Did you see that? So Jesus Christ is everywhere. If you also look at Isaiah chapter 61, let's quickly look at Isaiah chapter 61, which was fulfilled in Luke chapter 4 verse 17 through 18 to 19. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 61. Let me show you something there again. Isaiah chapter 61. Christ is everywhere. Now look at it here now from verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who what mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beauty, a beautiful uh, headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of money, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that it may be glorified. Now let me show you where that scripture is in the New Testament. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. Alright, Luke chapter 4 verse, let's start from verse 17. This was after the temptation of the devil in the wilderness. Let's start from verse 17 to get everything in order. And the scroll of the, okay, let's back to 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. 
and the scroll of the prophets. Isaiah, you see, was given to him. Isaiah says so much about Jesus Christ. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it, where it was written. That is, he found Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. That is the gospel. To the poor, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are what? Oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor or the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise God. You can see Jesus Christ is all and everywhere in the scripture. So, the testimony of Jesus Christ of a true is the spirit of what? True prophecy. Praise God. So, you see the reason why we must turn again and again to focus on Jesus Christ because it's everything the Bible makes mention of. You see, Jesus Christ is everything the Bible was recorded. So, we can't run away from that fact. We have to go back. Right? I've been able to show Jesus Christ to you from the law. Been able to show it to you from the prophets. You see, from the law and what? The prophets. I've been able to portray that to you. Praise God. There's somewhere I want to show you again in the book of Jeremiah. So we have to turn again to Jesus Christ. All right. Now turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23. I will start reading from verse um, Jeremiah chapter 23. Let me start reading from verse 1. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. I'm reading from NIV. Therefore, this is what the Lord the God of Israel says to the shepherds who tend my people, because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I myself, verse 3, will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. Verse 4, I will place shepherds, shepherds over them who will tend them and they will no longer be afraid or terrified nor will any be missing declares the Lord. The days are coming declares the Lord. Verse 5 when I will raise up to David a righteous branch that branch there referring to Jesus Christ a king that's Jesus who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. Praise God. Verse 6 in his days Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. That's the other name of Jesus Christ. The Lord our righteousness. Now turn with me to uh, Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. I read verse 15 before, so let's start from verse 15 again and we'll stop at verse 16. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch. That's Jesus Christ. Sprout from David's line, from David's lineage. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, you see, and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name 
by which it will be called the Lord our righteousness. The Lord our what? Our righteousness. Of course, you also know Jesus Christ was also with the children of Israel in the wilderness. <clears throat> Praise God. Was with them. The rock, the Bible says, that followed the people. The rock that the people uh, they, 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 they drank from, all right, was Jesus Christ. Okay? You get that? That rock there was Jesus Christ. Clearly portray Jesus Christ. The rock that the people drank water from. Clearly portray Jesus Christ. Now turn with me to um, um, turn with me to First Corinthians chapter ten. First Corinthians chapter ten. Let me start reading from verse one. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the facts, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud, and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Praise God. Talking about the rest. They all ate the same spiritual food. Talking about the manna, the angel's food. All right? And drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. Praise God. <laughs> the rock that followed them was Christ. Praise God. That rock was Christ. Praise God. Um, the rock that followed the people. The same rock that the Lord also laid in Zion also refers to what? Jesus Christ. Now, don't forget, I'm pointing out to you Jesus Christ everywhere across the pages of the Bible. You see Jesus Christ everywhere. Jesus Christ everywhere. Praise God. Praise God. So Jesus Christ can be seen everywhere. The whole of Revelation that was revealed to our brother John, they were all about Jesus Christ. They were all about Jesus Christ. They were all pointing to him. They were all pointing to him. Okay, turn with me to Isaiah. This will be the last one I want to show to you. Isaiah chapter 28. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 28. Let's start from verse 14. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule these people in Jerusalem. You boast, we have entered into a covenant with death, with the grief. We have made an agreement when an overwhelming scorch sweeps by. It cannot touch us, for we have made a lie our refuge and falsehood our hiding. Now look at verse 16. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I have laid a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious corner stone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be ashamed. That is why Peter, in Acts chapter 2, he said, the stone which the builders, the Jews, rejected, have become what? The cornerstone. You see that Jesus Christ is everywhere from Genesis through Revelation. 
So I've been able to show Jesus to you from the law, the Psalms, and the prophets. And I believe this will again refocus our attention on the person of Jesus Christ. Till I come your way again next time, keep looking and focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ alone. Praise the Lord. The Lord be with you in Jesus' name. Amen.